Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. It's great to have you back for another episode of the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. This week's episode is going to talk about tax loss harvesting, which is an investment strategy that involves selling an asset at a loss to offset gains in other areas of your portfolio. It can be a powerful tool to help minimize taxes and also can potentially improve your returns over time. Let me give you an example of how tax loss harvesting works. Let's say you buy some stock for $5,000 that has declined to a value of $3,000. If you sell your ownership of that stock, then you'll have a realized loss of $2,000 in capital loss. You could use this to offset gains in other stock in your portfolio by selling a stock that has increased in value. This helps you minimize taxes because you only pay taxes on the net gain or loss of your entire portfolio. If you have another stock that you bought for $10,000 and now it's worth $12,000, then you can sell that stock where you have a realized capital gain of $2,000. So that offsets the other stock where you had that $2,000 of capital loss. This can be useful when you want to rebalance your portfolio. Let's say you have a target allocation of 60% stocks and 40% bonds. However, after a strong year in the stock market, your allocation is now up to 70% stocks and 30% bonds. By selling some of your winning stocks and buying more bonds, you can bring your portfolio back to its target allocation. If you sell some of your losing stocks at the same time, you can also use those losses to offset the gains of your winning stocks, further reducing your tax bill. You can do tax loss harvesting not only with a specific stock, but also with traditional mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. There are some limitations or rules that come with tax loss harvesting. For example, if you sell a stock at a loss and then repurchase that exact same stock within 30 days, it's considered a wash sale and the loss won't be recognized for tax purposes. According to Investor.gov, quote, a wash sale occurs when you sell or trade securities at a loss and within 30 days before or after the sale, you, one, buy substantially identical securities, two, acquire substantially identical securities in a fully taxable trade, or three, acquire a contract or option to buy substantially identical securities, end quote. Of course, the IRS does not specifically define what the term substantially identical actually means. So some things for substantially identical is more obvious. If you sell Amazon stock and then rebuy the Amazon stock in less than 30 days, then Amazon stock is still Amazon stock. It's going to be substantially identical. However, like I said before, you could actually do this with mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. So you could sell your Vanguard S&P 500 exchange-traded fund VOO and buy the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund VTI. The S&P 500 index fund is not the same as a total stock market index fund. Both are considered diversified index funds, investing primarily in U.S. stocks, so they are similar, but they are definitely not the same or substantially identical. These two funds would be different enough that you can certainly use that for tax loss harvesting. So an example would go like this. Let's say you invest $10,000 in the S&P 500 index fund on February 5th, 2020. A month later, on March 5th, 2020, the S&P 500 has dropped 9.15% and your $10,000 investment is now worth $9,084.74. 
you go ahead and sell your shares, taking that $915.26 loss. The key now is to use the $9,083.74 that you got from selling the stock and purchase shares of the total U.S. stock market index fund. This way, while you're realizing your loss, you're actually staying invested in the market so your shares will increase in value in the future. You don't want to buy high and then sell low just to take the loss for a tax benefit. You do want to stay invested in the market, buying low and selling high later. So this is a way you can do that and gain the additional benefit of the tax loss harvesting. Some would actually say that you can sell one S&P 500 exchange-traded fund at a loss and then buy a different S&P 500 index exchange-traded fund And this is where what the IRS counts as substantially identical can get a little bit muddy. So personally, I'm not sure that I would do that because with the S&P 500 index fund, each index fund should really be owning the same 500 companies of the S&P 500 index. Even if they're offered by different brokerages, they really are very similar, maybe not exactly the same fund because of the percentage of each company that's owned, but it's all going to be the same companies own. But there are people who argue that you can do that because they're different funds, they have different ticker symbols, and they're not substantially identical. There's always some gray when the IRS isn't identifying or defining exactly what they mean with their terms. However, total stock market index funds do tend to differ as they don't actually buy every single stock on the U.S. market. If you look at the Fidelity Total Market Index Fund, FSXAX, It states that its strategy is, quote, investing at least 80% of assets in common stocks included in the Dow Jones U.S. Stock Market Index, which represents the performance of a broad range of U.S. stocks, end quote. Then if you look at the Fidelity Zero Total Market Index Fund, F-Z-R-O-X, it states its strategy is, quote, investing at least 80% of its assets in common stocks, including the Fidelity U.S. Total Investable Market Index, end quote. So these two total U.S. stock market indexes, both at Fidelity, actually follow different indexes, even though both are the total U.S. stock market. One's following the Dow Jones, and one's following the total investable market index. So these two funds track different indexes, and the size of the fund's as well as the number of stocks held by each of these funds are actually also quite different. FSXAX has about 76 billion in net assets with 3,918 equity holdings, while FZROX has $15 billion in net assets and 2,697 stocks. These numbers are from July 2023 when this podcast is being recorded. So while these two index funds are similar, I personally believe that they would not be considered substantially identical, and I believe that 99% of people in the financial world would agree with me. If your capital losses for a year exceed your capital gains, you can deduct up to $3,000 in net losses from your total annual income. If your net losses exceed $3,000, the IRS rules allow the additional losses to actually be carried forward into following tax years. So you don't lose the ability to have that loss, it just gets carried forward You can't take more than $3,000 in a given year. It is important to stay diversified and not to make investment decisions solely for tax purposes. As the saying goes, don't let the tax tail wag the dog. Tax loss harvesting should be used as a tool in your overall investment strategy, not as a main driver. And it's not something that you have to do at all. 
it does also make your taxes slightly more complicated. You also want to be mindful of transaction costs. If you sell a lot of stocks to realize losses, you may incur significant transaction fees that can actually start to eat into your returns. It may not be worthwhile to sell every time the market moves down. Generally, you want to wait for significant drops in the market or in the value of a specific stock that you may own. One reason people like using robo-advisors is that many of them will do tax loss harvesting for you. Wealthfront and Betterment are among the best-rated robo-advisors, and they both do tax loss harvesting. The stock market can be volatile, and it is important to let your investments grow over time. Tax loss harvesting can help you minimize your tax bill, but it's not a quick fix for poor performance. And again, you can build wealth without ever taking the time to do tax loss harvesting. Tax loss harvesting is just another tool to help you lower your taxes. I personally don't really spend a lot of time thinking about tax loss harvesting, but it is a term that I want you to know of so that if you hear of it, you understand the idea behind it. I'd love to hear how much you're learning by listening to this podcast. And if you're getting any wins from what you've learned by listening to the podcast, in order to entice you to share with me what wins you're having with your money mindset, as well as building your wealth, I'm holding a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift card that will be done the week of Labor Day. In order to enter the drawing, please email me your win to growyourwealthymindset at gmail.com with the subject heading win, and let me know what your win is. You'll be put in the drawing for every win you submit, so go ahead and submit multiple wins and let your friends know. I'd love it if you would share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and anyone you think would benefit from learning more about building their wealth as well as their wealthy mindset. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with your friends and colleagues. And now for the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, accountant, or attorney, and nothing I say should be construed as professional investment, tax, or legal advice. This show is primarily for your education and entertainment. I am a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please contact your own physician. Thank you.